welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And today we want to talk about something that we've actually been mentioning throughout this whole series, and that is something that we call the rules. Uh, these are rules that apply to all monsters, and in fact, they even apply to superhero movies, to villains and things like that, or even the heroes. Anything sci-fi, fantasy, or horror has rules. Um, that let you know, like, what's going on, seeing as it's not, like, the usual world that we live in. Yeah, and usually it comes in the form of either a narrator, like a, an omniscient voice telling you what the rules are, or more often, a better way of doing it is you have a character in the film who is sort of like the wise character and already knows, been around the block a few times and, and knows how to defeat the monster, knows the monster's weaknesses. So uh, this is how the rules usually come into a film. And since we've been doing this deep dive on vampires, we wanted to do this mini episode and just zoom in on one or maybe two rules that apply to vampires. Because vampires have so many rules. If you've been following these last few episodes, you hear how often Allison and I talk about rules. And how, yeah, and how much they change. <laughs> yeah, and how much you, know, you change one rule and you got a whole different vampire. So we wanted to zoom in on mirrors because we were just talking about Richard Matheson's book, I Am Legend. And in his book, he does keep the rule of mirrors, but he puts a whole new spin on it. He says that it's not that vampires can't cast reflections. He says that they just don't like to look at themselves because it reminds them of who they were or it reminds them that they're now these undead creatures. But what's interesting about the, the mirror rule is that it's one of those rules that goes back to European folklore and perhaps even all vampire folklore. It's, it's a pretty old one. And like we were talking back in the Nosferatu episode and we were talking about the uh, gothic phantom-ish kind of vampire that maybe it's not even there. You know, maybe it's just, it's in someone's head or it's more like a ghost. And if that's the case, it makes total sense that the physics wouldn't allow for a creature like that to cast an image because if the creature's not really there, then you're not going to see anything in the mirror. Yeah, the mirror can only show, like, what's there, like, in the most obvious, like, realm, you know, but the human characters can tap into other planes, you know, and um, then that, that allows them to see the vampire, the vampire to, like, you know, reveal themselves to the humans. Right, it's almost, we were talking about that in a previous vampire episode where there almost needs to be some sort of ritual to get the human into another realm or another dimension or a bare minimum, another state of mind in order to interact with a gothic phantomy kind of vampire. There's an interesting scene in Werner Herzog's Nosferatu, the 1979 version, where Lucy, the main, the, the Mina character is called Lucy in the film. She's sitting in front of a mirror and she's combing her hair and she hears the door creaking behind her, the door's opening. And so she knows someone's coming in. We see her reflection in the mirror. That's, you know, we see her back, the camera's to her back, and then we see her face as, as a reflection in the mirror. So we can totally see her in this scene. And then all of a sudden there's a shadow of Klaus Kinski, the Nosferatu, entering the room. Uh, Herzog is using the German expressionism technique of using shadows. And so we know now that the vampire is in the room with her, but we don't see him in the mirror. She doesn't see him, she should be able to look in the mirror and see him behind her, but he's not casting a reflection. And then all of a sudden she turns around and there he is. So she can see him with her own eyes, but she can't see him in the mirror. He's like, he's communicating with her, 
like through her mind, basically. That lets her see him. That leaves open the interpretation of, well, okay, is a vampire even really there or is it just all in Lucy's mind, you know? That's why the use of that rule is so effective. And when it's used that way, I really like it, you know? I don't like it a lot of times when it's just sort of mentioned, but there's no scene in it where it doesn't really affect the outcome. Now, there's another film, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, where Bela Lugosi, who is, you know, we talked about him being a romantic vampire and romantic vampires being solid and, and actually being there. Like they, they are these creatures who drink blood and they attack you, but it's not like they're, you have to be half asleep to sort of, you know, experience them or in another state of mind. With the Lugosi vampire, he's just there in your space. Yeah, he's really there. He just has like superpowers and stuff, basically. Right. In this one scene where he's attacking this woman, he's biting her neck. They're both standing in front of a mirror and we can see their reflection in the mirror. So he's a vampire who casts a reflection. Interestingly enough, in the original Dracula, there's that famous scene where Van Helsing has the mirror and uses the same technique and Dracula does not cast a reflection in that. That's, yeah, that's true. Do we see the mirror, like what the mirror sees? Like we see it when he like opens it, right? And that's like... Yeah, and he's yeah. not there. There's nothing yeah. there, right? And then Dracula hits it out of his hand. Yeah, because I forget about the part where they like show what the mirror sees. And yeah, he sees like two other people or something. I just remember the part where Dracula like gets mad and he like slaps it. <laughs> right. So when we talk about these rules and we say, okay, one way of dealing with a rule is just never mention it. You know, like if you're making a vampire film and you don't want to deal with the what's required special effects wise, then you just don't include that rule. It, it, it doesn't mean that the rule isn't there in some sense, but you'll never have a scene where the mirror aspect will make any difference. And then there's films where they do mention the mirror and it is significant. And then there's the ones that I don't like, which is when they mention the mirror but then it's, there's no point to it. Or they, they screw it up like the way they messed it up in, in Abbott and Costello. I don't think they were trying to make a statement by doing that. I yeah, think that, that was just like a, like a famous movie error. It's a famous movie error, exactly, right? <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's our take on mirrors in this little mini episode. And we want to come back and do a few more of these and talk about rules in general. Uh, I mean, for now, we'll probably do a few more vampire rules. But, you know, when we go on to zombies, we'll have zombie rules and, and perhaps some werewolf rules and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks. <laughs>